coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. We inhale Kirby's entire catalog and spit out whatever this is. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. You know what that sound means. It means it's Kirby Month. Yep, and I could not be more excited. Here's the thing. I had that queued up for use later in the show, but it just replaced our intro music. So. Oops, oops. But also, <laughs> nice. Yes, and now it'll have to happen in all of the subsequent uh, <laughs> episodes. I have now given myself a task. Um, we, Mark, we're here. We're in Kirby Month. I know. Welcome. I, I can't believe it. I really am so excited to uh, do this. These month-long topics are some of my favorites mm-hmm. that we do on the show, and it really gives us an, an opportunity to dive in to things that I don't know that much about. And you know, if, as even though Kirby is such a large part of Nintendo, yes, what a great opportunity to it, it makes me realize yes. how little I know actually about Kirby. Right. And, but it, it's one of those things that, like, it feels like the knowability is out there, right? This isn't Pokemon where it's like, oh, I have to change my life and become a different type of person uh, to, like, become heavily invested in it. I think, I think Kirby is so easygoing and so welcoming that anyone can uh, opt in to Kirby citizenship. Ab- absolutely. Kirby just feels like something you could wrap your arms around and. Do I want to be able to wrap my arms around Kirby? Yes. Yes, you do. And it seems like uh, Kirby is one of the things that could wrap his lips around you. A nice big mouthful of you yep. inside Kirby. Um, I don't know what that means. I think it means Kirby's uh, going to inhale us and take our powers. Um, but if if Kirby yes. were to inhale us, if you were to copy ability Mark and copy ability Patrick. As two separate things or like one unit like Mark and Patrick? Let's do for the sake of everybody's sanity. Yes. Including ours and the listeners. Let's yes. just do out together. Okay, so collectively, uh-huh. uh, I mean, jeez, uh, uh, play Rusty's Real Deal Baseball? <laughs> Mark, if you would like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces, and I'm not actually offering it to you, I'm offering it to the listeners, um, if they would like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch, they can. All they got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com and give us a mailing address we can send you my copy of Sonic Forces or my copy of Untitled Goose Game tucked inside a Sonic Forces box. Um, Patrick, I had actually never thought about it until just this minute, but I know that the Sonic Forces Borrowing Program is the perfect program. Yes. But is the reason that the Sonic Forces Borrowing Program started because you didn't want to ever let me borrow your copy of Sonic Forces and you were like, what is the one way that I can guarantee that Mark will never be able to borrow my copy. Moving on to reviews, uh, if you if you could uh, rate, re- review, Mark, you do this one usually. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, while we all think about Patrick's diabolical plan that turned into the Sonic Forces Borrowing Program. I don't like being found out. Here's another, I don't like it. <laughs> here's another thing you can do. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate it so much. We love reading reviews. We love seeing the reviews in the store 
If you leave us a review in the U.S. Apple Podcast Store, we can see it. We will give you a shout out on the show. If you leave us a review anywhere else, we don't appreciate it any less. We just can't tell who you are. So you've got to send us an email, hit us up on Twitter. We would love to give you a shout out, no matter how you're sharing or liking our show. Also, we have mentioned it already, but we are in Kirby month. It is now. Um, and we thought it was time that we would uh, reveal our plans for the rest of the month. Today, we are giving an intro to All Things Kirby, in which we are going to go through every single Kirby game and talk about what we know about them now, what our experiences are with them as of right now. Um, that's now March 10th. We are going to be discussing Kirby Planet Robobot for the Nintendo 3DS. So if you would like to play along, that is one that you can get a head start on now. Uh, on the 17th, we are determining the top five, nope, top 10 Kirby sub games. Turns out that's what the mini games are, are, are called in, in the Kirby series. Uh, on March 24th, we are talking about weird Kirby games featuring Kirby's Dream Course. So Kirby's Dream Course freaks, you're getting your, your shot. We're going to talk about it then. And then on March 31st, we will be discussing Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Well, let us tarry no further, Patrick. It's going to be a packed month. I can't wait to get into it. Uh, well, let's do it right now. Let's get into it. Let's introduce ourselves and the audience to Kirby. Hold on. <laughs> Music cue loves it's like the good old days, Mark. Do you remember when we when I used to mess this up all the time? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. This is good. I'm 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 so happy with how this is going. Um, Mark, before we uh, just like go through this list of like Kirby games, because um, this this is our plan, right? Is that we want to make sure that we are all sort of on the same page. Uh, knowing the sort of uh, breadth and depth of the Kirby catalog um, and what individual games here and there may mean to us, what sort of patterns we recognize in them and that sort of thing. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's just so many Kirby games that in a month, we're not going to have an opportunity to talk about all of them. So use this opportunity to give each game its due. You know, thank, thank it for bringing whatever amount of joy it brought us yes. and then throwing it away. Yes, I, I mean one hundred percent. And then you know we're 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 digging deep into a couple other Kirby games later in the month, uh, and I think uh, I think it's going to be fun to discuss the weird Kirby games featuring Kirby's Dream Course, um, just because there are some like real out there oddball ones. And I'm sort of excited to dig down into this list and like experience uh, or like just be witness to some of them. Because uh, there was one that I saw on this list that I'd never seen or heard of before. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited to get to that. Before we get to the list, I want to read uh, an email from Aaron. Aaron wrote in and said, uh, Kirby has always been present throughout my life. I was playing Kirby's Dreamland on almost every summer road trip as a kid, but I could not get past the first level on uh, on hard mode once I found once I found out there was such a thing. Kirby's Adventure was another level uh, was on another level and had so many stages, copy abilities, and a sense of accomplishment after finally beating the last boss. That last boss. It was a, a must to at least try a Kirby game on whatever console I had the time. Um, this is, this is, uh, I, I love that Aaron starts here, um, because it is truly where we are going to start is with Kirby's Dreamland. So, uh, I, I just wanted to, to, uh, 
grab that because I thought it was fun. Uh, and then um, uh, there's a little bit more and then Aaron writes, uh, side note, I find it funny that the Japanese name for the new Kirby game is Kirby Discovery with Discovery being pronounced in English. I wish I knew why they went uh, for the longer title in the English release. Mario Odyssey was the same in both English and uh, and Japanese. Uh, so ending with the most recent Kirby game that's not even out yet. Um, so Aaron, that's why we, we got to sh- shout out your, um, your email to us. Kirby Discovery i feel like it maybe tells us a lot about how that game is supposed to play yeah like you're going to be discovering things um all right mark let's continue to judge kirby games by their title and whatever we know about them um are you confident going in here that there are going to be some games that you know and some games that you are like totally uh totally know nothing yeah i you know uh kind of like Piggybacking off of Aaron's email, I, one of the things that I think it, for me that in preparation for this month was really enlightening is I think of myself as like there are moments in my life where there are like Kirby games that really stand out to me, mm-hmm. but I'm amazed at how many Kirby games and how many different types of Kirby games there are that I've never experienced. It's yeah. like... I, I before this I wouldn't have considered myself a Kirby expert, but it was like, oh yeah, like I play Kirby games. Yeah. I in comparison to the amount of Kirby games released, I do not play Kirby games. Well, and uh, but like to that point, I have to wonder if like what we think a Kirby game is is really more malleable. Like, cause Kirby, it's so easy to say like, oh yeah, I get it. He walks, he flies, he swallows the bad guys, he gains their abilities, um, and he travels from left to right. Uh, he fight some bosses at the end there's some sort of cosmic horror that he has to fight uh and that's true for a lot of these games but also uh just way off the mark for a a bunch of them yeah it's almost like kirby and we will get into it but i feel like kirby is just in a lot of ways is very similar to mario it's almost like nintendo has two mario type characters who are so malleable that they can show up in anything. Like we haven't, ne- we haven't seen a Kirby, you know, like baseball game that I know of. But we've seen Kirby baseball mini games. Some yeah, games, like yeah, some, like yeah. we could, you know, like just like Mario can do and be anything. Like Kirby can do and be anything in a way that Nintendo's other characters can't. One, well, I, I think Kirby may even be a little bit more. As a solo like piece of uh, like video game whatever ephemera, that he is uh, almost more comprehensive than Mario because Mario great appears in tons of stuff, tons of games have his name on it, uh, on them. But Mario has built out like an extended cast, right, of a ton of characters that like make up the Mario universe. There are Luigi games, there are Wario games, and even in like uh, a, a Mario sports game, it is strongly populated by his extended cast. Kirby, you got King DDD, you got uh, Meta Knight, uh, and then you've got like one specific Waddle Dee that wears a bandana and has a spear. Like there aren't that many Kirby characters. Yeah. That's totally true. It's like, uh, what I guess what I'm driving at is he is the promise of Mario, the video man, uh, like the, the Mr. Video, I guess, is, is was one of the uh, early names for Mario uh, when Miyamoto was conceiving of him as like uh, the character that could be in any video game. Yeah, that's so crazy. So Kirby's like Mr. Video 2.0. It's, it's also crazy that Kirby 
And the majority of Kirby games are not developed by Nintendo. They're developed by HAL Laboratory, which is very closely associated with Nintendo, but not owned by Nintendo. No, not, not, not at all. Mark, should we get to this list? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, coming up first, the very first Kirby game, 1992's Kirby's Dreamland on the Game Boy. Uh, obviously, Aaron mentioned this game. Uh, Mark, are you a Kirby's Dreamland player? I have played Kirby's Dreamland, but I never owned Kirby's Dreamland. So I, I have memories of going to my cousin's house and, you know, uh, borrowing Kirby's Dreamland and playing it. I feel like by the time I had encountered Kirby's Kirby's Dreamland, I had already encountered Kirby's Adventure. That's likely. Because yeah. there were lots of uh they were released only 1 year apart, so Kirby's Dreamland 1992, Kirby's Adventure for the Nintendo Entertainment System 1993. And so I was my memory is that going back, I was surprised in Kirby's Dreamland that there were no copy abilities, which is why I believe that I played Kirby's Adventure first. Yeah, I mean uh, I I definitely played Kirby's Dreamland first and probably in 1992 um i mean maybe it was 91 who knows uh or not no it couldn't have been it would have been the year after 93 <laughs> i couldn't have played it before it came out um but the the i was really big into the game boy in its first couple years and uh there were so many of those like first party nintendo games that i had access to and partially just because like the games were way cheaper than uh buying games for nes or for the uh super nintendo um when that came around um, so yeah, I, I played the heck out of Kirby's, Kirby's Dreamland. I, the, uh, the box art for Kirby's Dreamland is wild, uh, cause Kirby is white instead of pink. Um, it just like the, he's a, he's a black and white character. Yeah. So, which like, makes sense because it wasn't until Kirby's adventure that they rendered Kirby with color. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, we have to make a decision here. What color is Kirby? <laughs> I was reading today that, uh, so Masahiro Sakurai, who now is known for the Super Smash Brothers series was the director of these original Kirby games. And um, what I was reading today is that the development team was surprised when he said that Kirby was pink, but in his mind, he was like, Kirby's always been pink. Uh, we just haven't had to like do it until uh, the NES. Um, so I, I absolutely love Kirby's Dreamland uh, as a like nostalgic kind of like relic. Um, and it also, uh, it seemed, it didn't, feel like it was stupid easy to me right like i i remember there being like a uh and if not like a super hard challenge that like an appropriate challenge for like a game boy game do you remember how or why you got kirby's dreamland because this is the first entry you know in what would become a long-running series but i yeah. uh, was do you have any memory i don't was like nintendo hyping it i mean i don't have any memory but i can make some guesses uh and my best guess is that it was featured in nintendo power um, and that I was interested in it because of that. But I mean, they were they were advertising it pretty hard. This is when they had uh, an ad that featured like Kirby and like a big muscle bound guy, and Kirby uh, like sucked up the big muscle bound guy and spit him out. Um, it was because there were no copy abilities at this point. Um, but this was an ad that aired on TV, uh, and they called Kirby One Tough Cream Puff. Um, <laughs> like, that was, you know, it was 1992, so, like, we were all trying to be, like, hard, even with Kirby. Um, so, I mean, it was probably the uh, commercials on TV and Nintendo Power. Also interesting to think, just, like, 1992, the Game Boy's been out since uh, 1989. Yeah. So, for three years... So early in that system's life, all things considered, but Kirby's Adventure in 1993 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Let's move on to it now. That is 
two years after the Super Nintendo has been released, one year away from Nintendo publishing the last NES game um, with Wario's Woods in 1994. That's really late. And the the penultimate game, Star Tropics 2, Zoda's Revenge. Yeah, that's right. It's just, it's crazy to think that Kirby's Adventure came so late in the Nintendo, in the Nintendo Entertainment System's life. Yeah, well, and it, it speaks to that sort of like, the relationship between like Nintendo's close partners and their hardware, right? Where it's like, um, like the Pokemon company, you will always see them sort of like cling to the last generation for like a little bit longer than everybody else. And it's only when they're, when it's like proven that games aren't selling there anymore and they are selling on the new hardware that they make that jump. Yeah. It was such a surprise when they announced in at E3, was it 2017? Like, they had a little video from Game Freak, from Pokemon Company, saying, and the next mainline are going to be on Switch. And that was a surprise. Because the expectation is that it would be on 3DS, at least that next generation. Right, right, right. And it feels like a a similar thing here. But, I, I mean, there were so many NESs out in the wild at this point. And it must have been a success on the on the Game Boy that they were like, we're just putting out the next one on the uh, you know uh, on a platform that people already have, um, and you know I also feel like that that was a a time sort of before well it definitely was a time before people all all need to have like the most like cutting edge like newest game system stuff. Um, I think uh, it wasn't like not cool to have an NES in 1993 and still be playing it. You know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we I did not get a Super Nintendo until way later kirby's adventure uh you said that you played it at, at your cousins so kirby's dreamland i remember playing in my mm. uh, borrowing that at my cousins but i had already played kirby's adventure by the time that happened um we owned kirby's adventure as a family and so i had it for the nintendo entertainment system but we this is another one i know that i didn't get it at release because i was not like a N- nintendo power subscriber i had no power over what got purchased it was usually you know what um the video store was getting rid of or was sure. it a garage sale or something like that uh but i remember really liking kirby's adventure and i don't, it's weird to think back to a time when Kirby was not this huge franchise that's been going for yeah. you know years and years and years that it was just this w- w- new game that you picked up and was we're just like figuring out like, like what is t- this taking a swing yeah um for me Kirby's Adventure is a game that I didn't get to until like a decade or two later um that uh, I I didn't have the NES game um, and it wasn't until it was on like the Wii Virtual Console that I actually played it for the first time. Um, and at that point, uh, you know, it was when I was just like in love with the Wii Virtual Console. I was just like, I'm going to play all the old games I never got a chance to play. Um, so I don't I never really had like the patience to uh, like dig into it or, or get that far. Obviously, that will change a little bit as we uh, continue through uh, Kirby month here. Um, Can I tell you what I remember most about yes. um, Kirby's Adventure is the crane fever sub game yes that's what sticks out to my mind the most which is basically it's just like a claw game where you're trying to get uh like big inhaled uh inflated kirby out and you know like pick him up with the claw and drop yeah yeah that's the part of the weird thing they're, they're even doing then um all right, we got to pick up the pace here a little bit, I think. <laughs> uh, but also, I, I think our, our knowledge uh, will start to get fuzzy here. And then, you know, so I, it'll be ebbs and flows. We won't talk about all the games uh, with in, in such great depth. Yes. Um, next up is Kirby's 
Pinball Land 1993 on the Game Boy. Um, let me just say, uh, this is not a game that I've played at all. I've never played it. But I would have gone nuts for it as a kid. I wish that I did have it um, because NES Pinball uh, was one of my favorite games on the original NES. Um, it's not good, uh, but I just I love a uh, an NES or uh, Game Boy single screen uh, or dual screen uh, pinball machine. They're they're super fun, and I wish I had childhood experiences with this game. So one before we leave 1993, one question is. The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for the Game Boy released in 1993. It is not on this list because this list includes games uh, that Kirby stars in, but also games that Kirby is featured in. Yes. Do we count, for our purposes, for Nintendo Cartridge Society Mm, purposes, do we count Link's Awakening as a Kirby appearance? Because a Kirby-like creature... Several of them, uh right? It's It's an enemy that you encounter. Um, so is this the difference between like it's not Kirby, it is Kirby likes? Yeah, I mean it's it's tough because a lot of these games do feature multiple Kirby's. So like, what does that mean? <laughs> I here here here's what I'm gonna say. Um, what would be the point of talking about Link's Awakening? <laughs> I don't know that we need to dwell on it. Mm. It's more just like for if we're doing an official yeah, we're, Nintendo Cartridge Society account, you're right, you're right. do we want to include it? Yes, let's include it. All right. So 1993 Game Boy Kirby appears in Link's Awakening. It's in the book. There we go. Um, next up, 1994 Kirby's Dream Course. Mark, does it surprise you that this is so early? It does. In the Kirby oeuvre. Yeah, it really, really does. Because Kirby's Dream Course is like a sort of golf, mini golf style game where you are uh, just like putting Kirby around with like an invisible club. Um, and just trying to get, and it's got this like isometric view, um, and is very brightly garishly colored. It has a lot in common with that Sonic the Hedgehog game. That's very much like that as well. Um, but yeah, just like what a weird game that takes the, uh, like the idea of platforming, which at this point, isn't that well established. There's only two Kirby platformers at this point. And it's being like, no, this one's like a golf game. Yeah. It's just crazy that they figured out so early that. Kirby could be used in anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you have any experience with Kirby's Dream Course? No, I'm really excited to dig into it more when we get ready for um, Weird Games Week. Um, Kirby's Dream Course for me is a game that I've uh, messed around with uh, a fair amount, but I always get uh, like confused and overwhelmed by it. I'm going to give it another real college try uh, for the Weird Kirby Games Week. Um, but Mark, next up, uh, is Kirby's Avalanche, which is a Puyo Puyo game. Oh, wild. I saw that this one in European countries was called like Kirby's Ghosts. Kirby's Ghost Trap. Ghost Trap. Yeah. As presumably like the Puyo Puyo are ghosts. Uh, I, I mean, they, they can be, or, or they, <laughs> I mean, look, uh, I, um, my first exposure to Puyo was in uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machines, Mean bean machines, so as far as I'm concerned, they're beans. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Puyo is, is a is a great game. So, um, you know, <laughs> what what are you gonna say? Kirby's uh, Puyo is great. Um, next up, also 1995, Kirby's Dream Land Two. Um, Mark, what what is your experience with Kirby's Dream Land? I don't 2? think Do I've ever ha- played Kirby's any? Dream Land Two. 
Um, Kirby's Dream Land 2 is where the like Animal Pals are from. Um, you and I were playing some other Kirby Kirby's game. Dream Land 3. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, uh, on, on the GBA, but we are not to that yet. Um, so Kirby's Dream Land 2, a game that neither of us really have any experience with. Yeah. Uh, so um, let's move on to Kirby's Block Ball. This one is a... Um, I don't have it open. No. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's a breakout clone, um, which breakout's fun. Um, what a wild like thing that they're doing with Kirby here where they're like... He can be a golf ball. He can be uh, uh, breakout. He can be pinball. He can just be whatever. Again, he's Mr. Video. Next up is in 1996 is Kirby's Toy Box, which was for the Super Famicom Satellaview, a uh, system that we like to talk about. Of course, neither of us ever experienced it. Um, it looks like it's a series of sub games that were released exclusively on the Satellaview satellite network. It, uh, including baseball, pinball, star break, round and round ball, cannonball, arrange ball, pachinko, and ball rally. There you go. There's your Kirby baseball game. Yeah, there you go. Um, what? I just wish all, all the Satellaview games uh, that we just had. I just wish we had access to them. I know. I w- hope that someday it would be cool someday if they do like a collection of some sort. Yeah, uh, especially because uh, all gaming is online now anyway. So like, just bring it on. Um, the next, of course, Mark, here we are. We are now in like hallowed territory of Kirby Superstar. So this is a game that I played a ton of. Um, if you want to check me out and talk, if you check want to Mark check, out, if you, check want to, out. if you want to, if you want to check me out, <laughs> like just go for it. Just but it also, out. if you want to hear me talk about this a lot mm-hmm. with a uh, previous sketch of the show, Connor McCabe, I was a guest on his podcast, call me by your game, talking about Kirby Superstar um also this is another one where it is wild to me that kirby superstar is the after kirby's adventure for the nintendo entertainment system only the second kirby game that is like a console like what we would call main entry in the series yeah for for console right because uh kirby's dreamland 2 is, yeah. is also slotted in there and that it was released in 1996 so, again, late in the Super Nintendo's life because the Nintendo 64 was right around the corner. Uh, next up is... Uh, oh, and no, it's, we can just move on. Uh, next up is Kirby Star Stacker for the Game Boy, which is another puzzle game. They're really just, like, cranking these out. I don't really know anything about this game. Uh, so we can move on to Kirby's Dream Land 3, which is a sequel to Kirby's Dream Land 2 on the Game Boy. But this game is on the Super Nintendo. I wonder how much of uh, Kirby's Dream Land 2's, like, just gameplay. Because, like, when when we were playing 3, because uh, you and I spent a little time in Kirby's Dream Land 3, I was like, oh, this is what I thought Dream Land 2 was. And so maybe it really is just, like, taking the Game Boy version and, like, putting it on the Super N- Nintendo. Boy, wouldn't it be nice if Game Boy games were readily available? Yes. You know, like, on the Nintendo Switch Online? Yes. If that rumor turned out to be true. Up next is Kirby's Superstar Stacker. This is a Super Famicom, so a exclusive, so a Japan exclusive, which is a uh, like con- home console version of Kirby's Star Stacker that was released for the Game Boy. Yeah, so that's what's happening here, right? Is that they're in in uh, ninety six, ninety seven? They're just taking games that were 
uh, effective on the Game Boy and putting them on the Super Nintendo or Super Famicom. Um, with the changing some things, of course, but it's the same same basic game. Which leads us, Mark, to 1999 and the first real question mark on our list here, thanks to Kirby.Fandom.com uh, slash wiki slash list of Kirby games. Super Smash Brothers, 1999 on the Nintendo 64. Are we counting this as a Kirby game? It's a big moment. Yeah. Um, for Nintendo, Kirby is in an elite group. Not yep. a lot of fighters in the original Super Smash Brothers, but Kirby made the cut. And and not just in the original game, but in the initial lineup of eight characters. Yeah. So I doff my cap to Super Smash Brothers. And heck, if we're including uh, Link's Awakening, how could we not include Super Smash Brothers? Yeah, true. Uh, but also, we don't need to talk that much about Super Smash Brothers. Um, next up, uh, the, in the next year, the year 2000, Kirby 64, The Crystal Shards. I've never played this I've game. I've also never played this game. And this is one that is not yet out on Nintendo Switch Online, Nintendo 64, but is promised in the future. And I'm looking forward to it. The thing is, I've never played this game, but I have heard the soundtrack because it's in a lot of like video game mixes that I'll listen to on YouTube while I'm working. Yeah, and uh, are are there tracks from there that you? Uh, yeah, it, it's yeah. a great soundtrack. So I, I'm really excited to play in the game. Uh, and I'm then, really excited to play the game. Not I said, I'm really mm. excited to play in the game, and I just wanted to correct the record. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, next up is Kirby. <laughs> Probably is how, how, the, how the name of the game starts. Um, do, 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 do. Tilt and Tumble. Kirby Tilt and Tumble, uh, which is a Game Boy Color game that had it was one of those games that had the um like uh, the gyroscope in it, so you were uh like tilting and rolling Kirby around um that way. This is a game that I don't have any experience with, but uh, know by its weird reputation. Um, just that like this was the time when uh. Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games started to have just like more hardware in the games to achieve weirder and weirder things, uh, especially as late as um, the year 2001 uh, when this game came out. Um, like we're, you know, budding right up against the Game Boy Advance. Uh, the Game Boy is 12 years old at this point. Like it's just crazy stuff. Yeah, totally. This is one where uh, bring it back, bring back, Kirby Tilt and Tumble because everything has gyro now. Yeah, what a great point. Um, I think if you had a new one, new Kirby's Tilt and Tumble. Kirby's new Tilt and Tumble, that's probably better. Uh, next up, and also in 2001, Super Smash Brothers Melee, which again, we are counting as a Kirby game. And I believe, is Meta Knight in, this, in, in Melee? Ooh, I actually don't remember. I think Meta Knight and King DDD are in, in Melee and then just in the series forever. But also wild that Super Smash Brothers and Super Smash Brothers Melee were just two years apart. I know, it doesn't make sense. If you look at those two games like side by side, like they, they feel like they're from different planets, you know? Up next is Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland for the Game Boy Advance. I will tell you right now, I have not played any of the Game Boy Advance entries in the Kirby series. Um, and I have not played this game in the Game Boy Advance series, um, but it's definitely one that uh, has a, a positive reputation, so I would like to check it out throughout the course of this month. Next up is Kirby Air Ride, 
um, which is a Kirby-like racing game where you're zipping around on stars, uh, but is a famously low input game um, where like you can get through the game by just pushing a single button to like, or like just steering around a little bit to like get out of the way. Yeah, I um I have never played Kirby's Air Ride myself. We never owned it, but I do have some experience playing it at my friend's house around this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember putting a lot of time into it, basically for what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Next up, uh, do do you have this one? On, on, <laughs> yeah. On so list? it's okay. a it's a um Kirby board game. Loosely, I don't know the. Patrick, personally, yeah. I don't know that we should count this one. It was uh, manufactured by the fast food company Wendy's. No, doesn't for, count. Doesn't count. <laughs> as a promotion for Kirby Right Back At You, which was the anime that was airing around that time. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to look. I'm going to say anything made by Wendy's uh, d- doesn't count. Well, how about Kirby Slide? Kirby Slide. This is one of those. This was what I was referring to earlier when I said there are titles on here that I've never even heard of before. This is one of those e-reader games. Uh, again, we were doing weird stuff on on the Game Boy Advance, including uh, giving it a little card reader where it could read uh, barcodes and get digital information from those barcodes, and you could play games or levels of games. Uh, you know, Super Mario. Advance for Super Mario Brothers three famously has uh, all these levels that required you to like scan the and I guess I said barcodes but they're magnetic, um, and there's a Kirby game like this and I don't know anything about this game. Yeah, me either. This one was a surprise to me. Also, you know, we say that the e-reader was so weird, but it's funny how that same sort of idea stuck around as those amiibo cards that they released for like Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or just like amiibo, like anything putting uh data on a like physical physical collectible object uh very strange very cool next up in 2004 is kirby and the amazing mirror for the game boy advance mark i've played this game uh which is good because there was a long stretch there of games that we've not played um kirby and the amazing mirror uh at first has the appearance of a regular old kirby game except you are always being followed by uh three other kirbys um but it has a little bit more of a uh, like Metroidvania sort of structure to it where oh, you are like you approach um, this uh, shattered mirror and then there are all these like other little mirrors that take you out to different levels and there's a map that you can consult um, and so it's all about like making sure you have the right copy ability equipped to like go into a new area and access new spaces um, which is a, a cool kind of like twist on the Kirby formula which maybe at this point was starting to feel a little bit like you know, uh, just a Kirby game, whatever. Um, but yeah, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror is a, like a surprisingly like deep and involved, still not very challenging, but uh, a, a deep game. Next up in 2005 is Kirby Canvas Curse for the Nintendo DS. So the first DS entry for Kirby and one where they did take advantage of the touchscreen on the bottom because instead of tr- controlling Kirby like in a traditional fashion with the uh, input buttons you are drawing like a line for Kirby to follow and creating like a path and platforms to Kirby to roll along um which is a theme that we will revisit in a game that you and I have spent some time with because uh, I-, I haven't played uh sorry canvas, which, curse. canvas curse some of some of the names here start to get like a they start to like stack up on top of each other which is like similar words um 
but yeah, so we'll talk more about like that sort of mechanic in a little bit. Um, Kirby Squeak Squad comes out on the DS in 2006. This one, this is another like kind of straight up Kirby game, um, but not one that I have played yet. Um, I know the uh, Squeak Squad. Uh, we have had uh, listeners write into us about uh, the the Squeak Squad, the titular Squeak Squad, who are uh, the bad guys. Um, and they have like some, there was some kind of music track. Now I don't, I don't remember any, all the details are falling out of my head, but Kirby squeak squad in 2006, in 2007, here's another one where we're going to have to determine whether we counted or not. Mm. It is Kirby of the stars, magical tower of metal land. And it is an arcade Japan only machine, but it is not like an arcade game. It appears to be a coin pusher. So one of those games where you insert coins to try to make the, like, stack it just right so it overflows. Yeah. And it pushes coins um, into the tray, and you can collect all of those. I say we count it. <laughs> Sorry, Wendy's board game. No. But Kirby well, of the Stars, okay, Magical is, Tower of Metal Land? Yeah. Yes. This is a great point. Was Kirby of the Stars, Magical Tower Metal Land... A Wendy's production. No. If it, okay. Well, then. That's then, fair. Then I say we count it. Rules are rules. Uh, next up is 2008. And, of course, Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Um, again, it's not. Uh, it's just another uh, a Smash game. But this is also uh, I when we get the subspace emissary, right? Which is like the sort of uh, story mode where the characters, the fighting game characters from Super Smash Brothers are now on like a side-scrolling sort of like. Uh, minimal platforming like level that they have to get through and it feels surprisingly like a Kirby game. Yeah, not the last time that we would see Kirby and Kirby-like ideas featured prominently in Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Um, and then next up is Kirby Superstar Ultra for the Nintendo DS. I This is one that I did not play when it came out and I regret not playing because one... It, it actually doesn't make any sense that I didn't play this game. I had such fond memories of Kirby right. Superstar. I loved my Nintendo DSs, all like six of them. And You couldn't stop buying I them. I could not stop buying them. I could not stop buying software. But for some reason at the time, maybe because I felt like, oh, like I don't, I've already played Kirby Superstar. I did not pick it up. And I regret it. But this is a remake, um, kind of like a plussed up version of the Nintendo Super Nintendo Kirby Superstar. Uh, that and it, I've I've never played uh, th- this version of it, but um, it, are, are there more? Do you know what makes it different? I think there are more like sub games and stuff like that. Okay. Um, next up is Kirby's Epic Yarn for the Nintendo Wii in 2010. Uh, this is a game that I have played. All the way through, one of the few Kirby games not developed by HAL. It's a uh, a good feel game, um, and uh, this also like sort of starts their um, use of the like tangible aesthetic of like a Kirby that looks or a set of characters in a world that looks like it is made of some tangible object. Um, Kirby is made of yarn. Um, and, uh, but not in the same way that like in the Yoshi's Woolly World where it's like, they are like crocheted together or like they're, they're like little plushies. 
it's like he's just a string of yarn in like the shape of a Kirby. Um, he teams up with Prince Fluff, uh, and they, uh, you know, adventure through the whatever. Um, and it's super cute and super fun. This is uh, a game that's so easy to just like get through. Um, and you know, is probably Kirby's probably already got the reputation by this point of being an easy franchise, but it really could be a like sleepwalk in the park unless you want to make sure that you find everything. Mark, I found everything in this game. <laughs> yeah, Kirby's Epic Yarn was is aesthetically, I think, really interesting. Yeah. But I did not finish the game. I did not play the game for very long. I didn't I didn't particularly care for Kirby's Epic Yarn. I really like Kirby's Epic Yarn and I will not hear any slander. Um, next up is Kirby's Mass Attack. Kirby Mass Attack, sorry. There's no, it's not possessive. Um, uh, for the Nintendo DS in 2011. Um, this is another of the, like, uh, s- Kirby feels small and you're controlling him through, like, some uh, other means, uh, much along the same lines as the um, Canvas Curse that we mentioned earlier. Um, except I don't, you're not drawing in this one, right? I don't uh, believe so, but there are, like, it looks like there are many Kirbys that can, like, mass together and attack. Um, What was up with at this, because Mario was doing this too, right? I mean, not exactly the same thing, but, like, the the March of the Minis and, like, the Mario versus Donkey Kong that they were just like, oh, yeah, here's a bunch of small versions of Mario. Here's a bunch of small versions of Kirby. What's going on? What what is this? Yeah, I don't. What is this phenomenon? I don't know. I wonder if it's just one of those things where, um, yeah, for whatever reason, it just seeped into the water in Nintendo <laughs> during that time. Uh, also in 2011, Kirby's Return to Dreamland, uh, market game I literally know nothing about. Yeah, I've never played this. Um, I by the time it came out in 2011, I had kind of moved on from the Wii, and I was in a yeah. little bit of a video game like sabbatical i would say i was playing mostly playstation 3 at this time and almost exclusively like call of duty games and so uh yeah kirby's return to dreamland not on my radar um yeah and and not on mine and uh, honestly my my video game sabbatical is probably about in the same period too or at least like the this could have like coincided with the period where i was like just playing playstation or something there, there definitely was a time where the Wii wasn't doing it for us anymore. Um, and so all these games that came out during that time also kind of fall into that. Has, suffer the same fate for me, which is also where I put Kirby's Dreamland uh, Collection Special Edition on the Wii. I, I, so it, it's a 20th anniversary title. Do you okay. remember when they did a similar thing for Super Mario Brothers and they yeah. put basically... Uh, they dumped the ROM they for put, like All-Stars. Mario All Stars yeah. on t- a very similar thing for Kirby's Dream Collection. It was the 20th anniversary. It included Kirby's Dreamland, Kirby's Adventure, Dreamland Two, Superstar, Dreamland Three, and the Crystal Shards. So the rare Nintendo 64 um, appearance. That's in these actually a, a pretty good collection of games from like throughout Kirby's. Why aren't they doing... Well, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at this point, after uh, the Dream Collection, we kind of take a a rare year off for Kirby. So in 2013, there were a lot of, um, like, Nintendo Virtual Console on the 3DS and Wii U releases. But we didn't get another, like, 
Kirby appearance until 2014, and that starts with NES Remix 2 on the Wii U. Now, how did we miss NES Remix Volume 1? Uh, according to to the research that I've seen, uh, not oh, yeah. to myself. No, but, you're right. You're right. But Kirby, Kirby's Kirby not isn't on yeah. the first one. You're right. You're right. Mark, what a great point. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, Kirby's Adventure is not in, uh, is not one of the games featured in NES Remix uh, Volume 1. NES Remix Volume 2, both these games are absolutely incredible um, and just a fun way to have the original Kirby stuff served up to you. Um, in uh, goofy ways there were fun some of the remixes would put kirby as a character into other games um i'm remembering specifically a uh a like event in the game where you are kirby and you're in one of those um original super mario brothers like sub areas where you're like sucking up um blocks and like pounding on down to like get through them and collect coins and stuff um man i just love those games up next was the first Nintendo 3DS like new entry in the Kirby series in the mainline Kirby series and that's Kirby Triple Deluxe. I think that this is like Kirby Mass Attack. Is that your impression as well? So, my understanding that is that this one is like a a spiritual sequel to Kirby's Return to Dreamland. Oh. I think it has the same like graphics, the same uh, apparently the same like physics a lot of the same copy abilities and but it um let's see just looking at this here so this this installment takes advantage of the 3ds's 3d technology by frequently having kirby projectiles enemies and obstacles move toward or away from the screen so yeah i think it's more it sounds like it's more of just a return to dreamland sequel um, but also uh, putting the 3D of the 3DS sort of front and center. Again, uh, kind of Kirby, a Kirby game taking advantage of the gimmick of the machine, you know, um, like we talked about in uh, the uh, e-reader Kirby slide or uh, the tilt and whatever uh, on, on the Game Boy Color. Also in 2014, Kirby Fighters Deluxe is released on the Nintendo 3DS eShop. A fighter, right? Like one of these one-on-one slash probably four-on-four like Kirby fighting games. Um, generally speaking, I avoid all of these yeah. uh, because they're pretty crummy. Just like I, it's, I, I hesitate to even call them fighting games. It's just not. I, I mean, I am not a connoisseur of fighting games to begin with. And so there could be a lot of depth there, you know, like a lot of technical ability that is just totally going over my head. But yeah, I feel like we would know Mark, if, if, <laughs> if there was like a corner of the fighting game community, that's like, hold on a minute. Like we would all know about it. Uh, well, right? Kirby fighters, uh, deluxe heads, let us know. Give us a shout. Yeah. Let us know. Uh, up next is DDD's drum dash deluxe. This is something that was exclusive to the N Nintendo 3DS eShop and something that Nintendo was doing quite a bit of at this time when it came to Kirby games, which is taking sub games from mainline Kirby games and then expanding on them a little bit, elaborating on them, and then making them standalone releases. We will see this later with uh, Planet Robobot as well. But uh, drum dash deluxe is taking the sub game from triple deluxe and making it kind of like a standalone thing. Um, and it's a, uh, a a rhythm game um, and will be a game that disappears forever when the 3DS eShop uh, goes offline next May. 
Uh, then next up, also the same year, we're still in 2014. There's a lot of Kirby appearances this year. Super Smash Brothers for the Nintendo 3DS and Super Smash Brothers for the Nintendo Wii U. Um, the 3DS version of uh, Smash, and I think we just talked about this last week, had a uh, sort of insane adventure mode where you were on a giant map that uh, played very much like a sort of a cross between a Kirby level um, where it was like a Kirby level and featured a lot of enemies from Kid Icarus Uprising. Um, so it's all of Masahiro Sakurai's uh, like influences thrown into a blender and like made into one uh, game mode in Smash Brothers. Also that year, NES Remix Pack and Ultimate NES Remix for the Nintendo 3DS. So a couple more appearances of Kirby there. Um, so while it's only one to three Kirby games, and two of them are uh, eShop e exclusives, um, that it's there's like eight appearances of by Kirby in 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 the year 2014. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, next up is Kirby and the Rainbow Curse on the Wii U in 2015. Mark, we spent some time playing this game. That's right. So this is, and I think we'll be talking about it more in a couple of weeks. But because it's weird, it is weird. It is. Um, it was unexpected, actually. Like in some of the ways that it was weird to me. But uh, I don't know if I liked it, mm. but it was definitely interesting and is a spiritual successor to Canvas Curse. Uh, what, what happens in this game is you, Kirby's rolling around. First of all, it's got a very distinct uh, art, art style that I think Mark and I responded to in totally opposite ways, where I was like, oh, this is adorable. And Mark said, what did you say? I hated that? Or I, <laughs> I didn't like that? I can't remember what I said, but yeah. it, it, um, just thinking about it makes me want to barf. <laughs> uh, Kirby looks like he's made out of clay, basically. The, the part that I find disturbing about it is um, you can... They give it like this tactile look where you can almost see like the fingerprints in it. Yeah. Like you can see where it was molded together. Like you're watching Coraline or uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Something about it just made me think of like hundreds of tiny, sticky children hands at like a preschool. I'm sure they're putting this together. Very few <laughs> tiny children with sticky hands I've, no, no, no. to make the cutscenes of Kirby and the Don't Rainbow get Chris. me wrong. I was not concerned about child labor in any way. <laughs> I was just grossed never. out. Never. Mark would never of, be concerned about that. I was just that. grossed out by the, um, uh, the like, such handmade look of it. Just made me, made me think of dirty hands. Here's what I found immediately compelling about Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Well, one person is, in fact, controlling Kirby by drawing lines on the Wii U gamepad. Um, and, you know, making him run into stuff and avoid obstacles and what have you. A second player can control a uh, bandana Waddle Dee, which is a regular controller. And it's just that person gets to play the game like it's a regular side scroller, um, which means that it's the, the two people have wildly different experiences, which is the promise of the Wii U and something we lose on like the Switch. So. It's, it's, it's a cool relic, and I look forward to talking more about it in Weird Kirby uh, Week. Also in 2015 is Nintendo Badge Arcade, a guest appearance by Kirby, I guess. Uh, this, is, this, is a, this one is a stretch, but I'm, I dare not argue with the, uh, the arcade bunny because um, he can get pretty intimidating if, if you make him mad. Um, but yeah, what he appeared, uh, Kirby appears as uh, badges that you can collect in the game. Okay, I guess that counts. 
Up next in 2016 is Kirby Planet Robobot for the Nintendo 3DS. Which we will be playing and discussing in its entirety next week, so maybe we best not dwell on it here. Yeah, let's move right along to Team Kirby Clash Deluxe. Uh, This was released in 2017, but is just very similar to DDD's Drum Dash Deluxe, taking the sub-game from Planet Robobot and turning it into, uh, like... 3DS, I think eShop exclusive, but maybe it was sold on its own. Basically, the idea of this game is that up to four people can uh, like team up to fight bosses. So it's a little bit of like a boss rush. There are a lot of like this style game because uh, the, the next game is Kirby's Blowout Blast, um, which uh, is a, a, an upgraded like standalone version of uh, a, a Robobot um, sub game, which is again just like the like big boss fight kind of thing um none none of these like a uh, gallery of uh boss fight or like gallery of like rumble kind of things uh, appeal to me in all, almost any way yeah i completely agree although this next one is intriguing to me so in 2018 kirby's battle royale was released and is unique among kirby games because it's played from a top-down view rather than a side view. Yeah, I played this game for a little bit. Um, this is a, a Nintendo 3DS game. Um, and in fact, I probably played the demo of it. Um, but yeah, you're in. it's like an overhead view. It's got a lot actually in common, um, just in terms of like control and perspective with like the uh, uh, Triforce Heroes. Oh, um, interesting. But it it is not at all like, it's the opposite in that like Triforce Heroes is cooperative and it's this is competitive uh, and like both sort of focused in uh, combat. Um, but yeah, it's it's not, 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 a, not a super fun game. Also in 2018 was Kirby Star Allies for the Nintendo Switch. The first Nintendo Switch Kirby game in 2018 mark we both played this game mm-hmm. um i was uh, disappointed with how short it was uh but i kind of I, I i liked this game um and had a fun time playing it with sarah um and like getting into like the copy abilities again i was not a, a uh, uh, kirby superstar guy um on the super nintendo so when i was playing a game with a lot of those same mechanics uh, in 2018, I wasn't feeling like I was rehashing old stuff. I was kind of experiencing it for the first time. Yeah, one of the things that was really interesting about Kirby Star Allies is when it first came out, I was down on it. Yeah. Because this was really like, we've gone through all of these Kirby games, right? But really the last mainline Kirby game that I put a ton of time into was Kirby Superstar. So it had been a very long time, yeah. right? So I was really excited for this for uh, having a new Kirby game on the Switch and was ready to dive in. And in my head, comparing what Kirby Star Allies is to what my memory of Kirby Superstar was, I was like, man, this game is super slow. The AI, because I I wasn't playing in co-op. I played the game entirely with me and then AI allies. And... You know, being like, man, the allies just, like, wipe out everything. I don't even really have to do that much. Not like Kirby Superstar. And then recent, like, in the last couple of months, I played Kirby Superstar all the way through, like, all the games for the first time in years for um, the episode of Call Me By Your Game. 
And I was like, oh, oops. I was way too hard on Kirby Star Allies because it is very similar. Yeah. In Kirby Superstar, if you're playing with, like, a computer-controlled, uh, like, helper character, they just indiscriminately they mow yeah. down yeah. characters. Very little do you have to do. Um, so... I do think my experience with Star Allies would have been improved if I had played it with another person instead of just with the AI. But did I like Kirby Star Allies? Not that much. I don't think that can... But now I just think I have a more realistic view of Sur Superstar. Right. Yeah, uh, probably. But also, uh, Kirby Star Allies is one that we need to go back to uh, because I have not opened that game since uh, it, all of the allies were added. Um, just a bunch of uh, extra Kirby playable characters. Like who doesn't who doesn't want to mess around with that? Next up on also in 2018 is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Everyone is here, including Kirby. Then in 2019, Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn came th to the Nintendo 3DS. Um, not one that I picked up, but you know I already had my uh pretty complete experience of Kirby's Epic Yarn on the Wii. Geez, almost 10 years previous. Yeah, pretty oh, crazy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then also in 2019, Kirby Super Kirby Clash arrived on the Nintendo Switch eShop. It's an upgraded expanded version of Team Kirby Clash Deluxe, which was we had talked about a little bit earlier and was released on the Nintendo 3DS. Uh yeah, and sort of in in that same vein of like here's another kind of just uh a uh, development of a spin-off or like lesser kind of Kirby uh, game. Kirby Fighters 2 um, came out uh, after that in, uh, also on the Switch. Um, and you play as Kirby's uh, and uh, buddies um, with copy abilities and just fight each other. And that leads us to this year, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, which we are eagerly anticipating at the end of the month. Uh, although we should note um, that 2021 was a, a year without a Kirby game. Yeah, the rare a rare year without a Kirby game. Let's how many of those are there? So in 2021 there was no Kirby game. 2013 there was no Kirby game. Cuz right, like I both of those years have either virtual console releases sure, sure. or in the case of 2021 the games being released on the yeah. um N64. Wait. Oh, the NES. No. No, maybe 2021 genuinely had no, no kirby, kirby games not wow. even as part of like nintendo switch online yeah i mean otherwise i think you got to go back to like 2000 uh no no i think i think, I think you got to go back to 1991 <laughs> before <laughs> yeah before kirby even existed that is wild um mark uh, as we get to the final game on the list here kirby in the forgotten land where is your level of excitement for that game right now tempered no so that's i saw you staring into the middle distance I, it, there. yeah that's true i had to really like think about it because um even though you know going through this list there are so many kirby games that i have never played yeah i still consider myself a kirby fan yeah and I don't know if that's because the character is so likable because I have such positive experiences with the games, you know, that I have played for the most part. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's just the character is so likable that I'm like, yeah, I like Kirby. How can you not like a Kirby? How can you not like Kirby? I mean, there is an element of Kirby 
which as as we originally conceived this episode that we were going to like talk about like what the elements that make up like a, a Kirby game, but I, I think going through all the games and trying to at least get a snapshot of all of them is more valuable. Um, but that like fundamental Kirby thing of there being more move sets and more playable characters out there that like ev- everything that you can swallow, you can also play as right. Um, has the same sort of appeal as like Pokemon, right? Where you can see it, you can control it. You know, if it's the the toys aren't just to be played with, but to be played as. Um, and that's so compelling, such a compelling part of all the mainline Kirby games, right? Copy abilities to become your enemy and control them the way they terrorized you. And that Kirby and the Forgotten Land is going to be that plus like there are new copy abilities. There's this mouthful mode and the world is more open, which makes me think that the ability to copy stuff is going to be more open. We've played Mario Odyssey at this point. Like, I don't know. It just, it, it feels like there's a real space for this game to be a special Kirby game. I also uh, totally, I absolutely agree. I also think that just like going through this list, you realize Kirby can be so much and there is so much Kirby that they take like wild swings. And so it's always worth checking out. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Always worth checking out and probably worth checking out with like a buddy, right? Someone who can play along with you and have a great time. All right, Mark, let's close this out. Uh, All right. That's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. What uh, what did we miss? <laughs> we didn't miss any of the games. Obviously, there are some that we skated over quickly. Uh, and again, uh, Kirby's Dream Course Freaks, we will get to you in a couple weeks when we're talking about weird Kirby games. Um, but uh, write into us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Uh, and let us, uh, let us know if we skated over anything too quick. Um, and please remember to rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share stuff. We appreciate it when you do. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thank you for listening. I'm Brian Husky. I'm bald. And I'm Charlie Sanders, and I'm also bald. And we host Bald Talk on the Campfire Media Network. Bald Talk is the podcast where two bald comedians talk to anyone bald about being bald. But this show isn't just for baldies, Brian. Harrows will love it, too. Bald Talk gets into vulnerability, vanity, insecurity, and self-acceptance, reminding us that we all have our respective bald spots. Not that bald spots are a bad thing. No way. I mean, my entire head is one big bald spot. It is one huge, beautiful bald spot, Charlie. Get Bald Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I I have like a little bit of hair, but not like you. Like you're really bald. I'm truly bald. Great. I mean, it's I'm great. I'm balder than it. you. You are balder than me. Only on Bald Talk. <laughs>
campfire. <laughs>